Welcome to the Real Estate Woman's Podcast. Thanks for pulling up a chair to our roundtable discussion. Here, we'll teach you how you can create a stream of passive income through multifamily investing, and we'll help you to shift your mindset so you can start living the life you really want to be living by design today. Hello, everyone. We're the Real Estate Women. I'm Colleen. I'm Kristen. I'm Tamara. And I'm Candy. And welcome to the Passive Income Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of setting goals to help you fast track you, you to achieving the success you desire in your life. And of course, goal setting goes hand in hand with having the right mindset to the big dream. And that's why we brought on Julie Holly for this episode. Julie, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm so happy to be here. I mean, it's a it's a group full of friends. So this is a and a favorite topic of mine. So I'm really grateful to be here with you and to be able to share and talk discuss a favorite topic. Thank you. Well, awesome, Julie. Before we get started, we'd like our listeners to learn a little bit about you. Julie is the founder of, of Three Key Investments. She helps people find freedom through multifamily real estate investing and has invested in single family homes, house hack before it had a name, managed properties and passively invested in multifamily assets. Currently, Julie is passively invested in nearly 300 doors, strategically partnered in 68 and is a general partner 120. She also hosts a podcast designed to fuel the mind and soul. So Julie, we believe like you, we have this like common, you know, thought process and, um, you know, about setting goals and the importance of it. Um, so how important is setting goals um, to you and how did you get started? I hated goals. Does anybody else hate, like, oh. did anybody else have that aversion to goals? And, you know, listener, you're feeling the same way. I mean, goals can be really intimidating and daunting. And for a lot of years, I had well-intentioned like, oh, I'll make a goal. And it scared me because I thought it was putting it into wet cement. And I thought that I was going to like be a failure. And so I associated a lot of things with goal setting. It meant if I don't reach this goal, if I don't attain this goal, then... I will feel, and I filled in, see if this resonates with you, shame, I'm a failure, um, I'm a quitter, mm -hmm. I'm incompetent, mm -hmm. and I could just go down the list. And so I had like all these really negative associations with goal setting. And so I avoided goal setting in a macro way. I just kind of like, kind of set a goal, like half-heartedly, oh, you know, I'll just go run that half marathon, you know. I don't have to do well. I'll just kind of, and so basically you end up half-assing things instead of actually showing up at mm. your full potential, all because you have this mindset that's based in this association with, if I don't achieve this, then that. So I had to actually really unwind and unpack a lot of my thinking um, surrounding goals before I even started setting goals. Um, once I started setting goals, it's phenomenal. And now I'm in love with goals. So I'm going to leave it right there because there are four of you. And I know that we all have feelings surrounding this and, and, you know, different ideas. What's your process when you just talked about what you just, you un, uncovered for yourself? What was that process for you? For me, what was it like? 
Yeah, it was a matter of um, really for me working with my high performance coach. That was the first part of that profit process. And that taught me, I was, I'm already a very introspective person, but that also taught me how to really do even deeper, more significant reflection that is actually productive, right? So a lot of times we, a lot of times we are um, very introspective people. Most people, I think most humans actually do a lot of reflecting. Um, but that reflecting leads into negative spaces and negative constructs because unfortunately most people's brain naturally goes into the negative. And so I had to rewire some of that thinking around that in order to move forward. So working with my high performance coach allowed me to put more productivity and, and more positivity, which I'm a pretty positive person. So it's kind of probably shocking to a lot of people, <laughs> but I had to even put more positivity into that. I'm like super positive towards other people. I'm super hard on myself. And so um, learning how yes. to to how, how would I, how should I speak to myself? How would I talk to my yes. friend? Why am I not talking to myself mm -hmm. that way? What would, you know, how can I cheer myself on instead of tearing myself down? And so that was really the core process right there of shifting that mindset from a negative fixed um, mindset around and self-perception and cultivating a deeper awareness <clears throat> And I would encourage anyone, you know, like you're listening to this. I'm sure that I'm sure this is resonating with at least like 80% of you right now, because it's just, I'm not unique. It's a very, it's very common amongst people, especially when I think about my coaching clients and such, this is something that's very, very common. And so being able to shift your thinking around yourself to be able to look in the mirror and say, I like you to be able to look in the mirror and even say, I love you. That is a huge step for most people. And if we want to be successful with our goals, we have to be successful with ourselves. And we spend the most time in the world in our own body. And yet we're so mean to ourselves oftentimes. And we really don't know ourselves very well. We make a lot of assumptions and we put a lot of framework and boxes around who we are. And they're not accurate if we start to dig deeper it's tr so true. And like, we were actually just chatting before about like your self-talk and like the subconsciousness sometimes, like sometimes you think like for you, like you're a positive person and you're so positive towards everyone else, but you forget to think about yeah. like your subconscious thoughts, your subconscious feelings, the self-talk that you have with yourself. And that is definitely a huge thing about getting in the right mindset to set those goals. And it it's funny when you said you were uh, not in, like, you didn't like goals and you hated them. And it's, funny because for me it's like I didn't even really realize like I feel like I've always been a planner my whole life I've been someone to make a plan so when they first someone said goal setting I'm like oh I already have a plan like I have a plan for this but it really wasn't granular it wasn't like an mm -hmm. actual goal broken down into steps that I need to achieve every day mm -hmm. to achieve my weekly to achieve my monthly yeah to achieve the annual goal so I wrote it off for so long and thought well that's just what people who don't plan do. That's just what they call it. Mm. But then once I like really realized the power of setting a goal, like I was mind blown. I'm like, there's, it's more than just a plan. It's a plan with action behind it. And I, I that was a big disconnect for me for the longest time. And, and then it went back to myself, talk to like, Oh, goal is just a way to, it's just something you can miss. Like 
what if you don't hit your goal? Like you always get to your plan. You, you, you get, you, you figure your plan out because there's, there's no date. Uh-huh. And that's another uh-huh. dangerous thing without a date. Yeah. I would only set short-term goals and anything that would be considered like long-term more than a year, I would think of them as just dreams and not really focus on that because it was too far away. So I would always, if, if I did focus in on a goal, it was about short term and I didn't realize that it would. So therefore my life was being limited by that and how far I could go and where I was going with it. I was taking like a really long windy path with some kind of can be a very beautiful path to take, but taking way too long to get to somewhere that really, there are certain areas I could have just like hopped on the freeway to get there. If I had that goal in mind for long term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I think part of my issues sometimes are like setting realistic goals, right? Because I'm I'm good for there's things that I want, but I don't necessarily sit there and think about the actual time it's going to take to realistically do something to where I am going to be able to achieve it versus setting myself up for failure. You know, it, it's like those uh, going on vacation in two weeks, need to lose 20 pounds. Well, if you do that, you're not doing it healthy. That's not that's not the right way to go about it. So it's, I'm very good at like setting those goals, but sometimes that's my issue. I'm not realistic about it. You know, it, to do something in the healthy right way that, that gets you there and then gets you to stay there, you got to go about it the right way. That's yeah, that true. discipline. That, that, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I really like all of this conversation because um, we've touched on a few different things like dreams, realistic goals, timelines, right? And all of these things are, um, so, so let's just like take some of these as like step-by-step, right? One dreams, like you, I didn't believe this until probably six years ago, but our dreams can become reality. Like our dreams are within us for a reason and a purpose. And the reason that you have these passions and these dreams isn't because it's there to torment you and it's always going to stay out of reach and it's not going to be something achievable. It's within you and you dream about it because it is within you and it's achievable and you can get there. And so when we accept that, oh, wait, my dream isn't just a dream. My dream is actually going to be my reality. And we choose to live that and to do that subconscious work where we're visualizing about it and we're taking time to allow ourselves not to dream about it, but allow our subconscious mind to create the neuro pathways so that it becomes easy. We can see where we're going and it's and every decision that we're making becomes easier because it's starting to be fueled. Like our, our decisions that we make subconsciously start feeding into that. And and that kind of feeds into that timeline process, Colleen. Like, I love that. Like, we can't lose the 20 pounds healthy yeah. in a healthy way. But when we are focused <laughs> on what it is that we're looking to accomplish, then and we have a timeline for it, then we can actually start making decisions and we're going to make decisions without even thinking about it. It's going to be so easy because we've already conditioned our subconscious mm-hmm. mind, which the subconscious mind makes up uh at least 80% of your decisions. I think it's more than that. I think it might be mm-hmm. 90%, but most of your decisions are already made by your subconscious mind. So the more we can feed that subconscious mind into this is the direction we want to go, the more we will just naturally gravitate and go that way, which makes reaching our dreams, our goals 
easier, right? So when we think about timelines, um, and actually on a personal note, this is funny because my husband and I were talking about goals and he has an aversion to goals. <laughs> and so we were talking about this yesterday. <laughs> he brought it up and he said, I want this goal by next year. And this is, this is new for him. And this is great. I'm like, he said, I really want to do this, but I don't think it's achievable. And I just stopped and I said, anything you want is achievable. There is no limitation. I have a client that um, she'll be leaving her W-2 job. And in this last year, all of the assets that she has been able to pick up on her own or with a single partner is extraordinary. Wow. And so like, and yeah. she's looking back on her years saying like, how was I able to accomplish this? Like, and she's not questioning herself, but she's just amazed at what is, what our capacity actually mm -hmm. is. And so that goes back to, we can't short ourselves. We can't say, I'm not capable of this. It is daunting. And if you have something that isn't daunting a little bit, I mean, mm -hmm. I look at my goals and what I want to achieve just between November and December of, you know, 2022. And then I look at 2023 in the next few years, I'm like, oh, that's going to be a lot of, that's going to be a lot of energy, right? But it's going to be totally worth it at the same time. Yeah. Um, I'll pause because we have like yeah, this you just great- just break them down into steps, right? You know, something that um, for myself and in, in, in goal setting and and what you were talking about, how hard you are on yourself is that I learned, I heard someone say this and it was so true, is that in this process, you can only compare yourself to yourself. You can't compare yourself and where you're going with your goals to other people around you or that will continue that self-hatred, that whatever that baseball bat is, that invisible baseball bat, you're just beating yourself up. Because everybody's path and everybody's choices and everybody's lives are completely different, even in the same household. Um, and that's something to really take into consideration when you're setting your goals and always compare yourself. Where was I yesterday? Where was I a month ago in, in going towards this? And even if you're having a thought and a plan, you're one step further towards that goal and towards that dream than you were the day before because you're thinking about creating that plan. And that, that has to, you have to give yourself credit for that. Mm -hmm. yep. That's really, that's critical. And I, I'll, honestly, I'll still have, and if you don't have a down day, if you don't have a day where you're, you're doubting yourself, I mean, I'm probably doubt myself every single day, a few different times, like who am I to be doing X, Y, or Z, you know, <laughs> you doubt yourself and you move on. But sometimes that discouragement is going to set in. Sometimes you are going to feel that outside pressure. And sometimes, you know, you can feel, oh, that's where, and you see people, that's where you want to be and using those people instead of uh, a gap, use it as a gain in your life as something of that's my inspiration. They did it. I can do it too. But I have just to the side of me, I have my vision board, but I also have my accomplishments on there as well. It's split. It's not just one. It's split in two halves and keeping track of well, what have I accomplished? What have I done? And so when we have, when we create um, evidence in our mm -hmm. lives, and so you could do this by taking mm -hmm. a screenshot of, I do this all the time. If I get a great text message from somebody who listened to my podcast, they'll send me a text message or on through whatever, you know, social channel. 
I'll screenshot that and I'll put it into mm -hmm. a little folder in my phone and it's evidence, it's proof because now when I have those doubts and when I have those discouraging moments, I can go back to that evidence and I can look at the evidence and I can say, no, this is, this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm accomplishing and I'm making the progress and headway that I want. And when we don't have that evidence, it's just us in our head. And so now we're just, yeah. we're just battling our, our mind and Very powerful. our mind is really mean, can be really mean to yeah. us. <laughs> Get that self-talk and it. I love that because I totally, I love the vision board. I have mine. I'm always looking at it every day, but I love yeah. the success board because sometimes yeah. I feel like for me, like I have my vision board and I have my goals and it's like, I am, with your plan, like, you know, every day you have so many things you have to achieve. And then I, I'm the type of person that always shoots so high and I want to keep adding different goals. I'm like, well, if I have this much time in the day, I can do this little extra to get me there. And then sometimes I end up like burning out a little. And then you just, ha like you said, you have those days. And I think to just see that, like, this is why I'm doing it. This is what I've achieved. I'm today. Crystal is better than yesterday's crystal is just that big, encouragement and the visualization of it, I think is so smart. I'm totally going to make another little board as a success <laughs> board. So I love that, Julie. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. I had never thought of that. Yeah. Because I, I think it puts you in a mindset of feeling like yes. you're behind. Like you're, you're behind, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm, a, if you're only looking yeah. at what you're, achieve, you're supposed to achieve or what your goals are, that like, or you didn't get, like you got eight things done on your things to do list and you had 20 or 12, you, you mm -hmm. feel like you're behind. Mm -hmm. But however, you got those eight yeah. things done instead of zero. I mean, gratitude yeah, to our successes. Yes. Yeah. Now yeah. I, I, I have this. I to start my little gratitude journals. <laughs> oh yeah, every day, gratitude every day. It's really, it's really critical. Mm -hmm. Now I'm thinking of a thermostat. Yeah. You know, like they have for um, you know, fundraisers and stuff. And now I, I feel like I need to have like a yeah. like a timeline yes. thermostat for next year that just every year I can just start like, <laughs> you know, putting, you know, evidence <laughs> of what I've accomplished. Because if we look back and, and we're further, far enough in this year and yeah. and it doesn't matter when you're listening to this, if you're listening to this and it's, you know, uh, March of whatever year it is, right? you could just look back over the right. last 12 months. It doesn't matter when you're listening to it. It doesn't have to be a chronological year mm -hmm. or something. Just look mm -hmm. back over like, what were the last six months? What did I do the last three, six, 12 months? Um, and I bet you'll be absolutely amazed with yourself. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, so it, true. it's so true. I, I'm, I totally agree with that. I, and I, I kind of do that on a, I do that on a daily basis, particularly when I'm, I'm walking on the beach with my dog and that's when I reflect and I usually take like a similar route. And if I'm experiencing a feeling that, that is unpleasant because I'm having negative self-talk, I, I, I've practiced enough now to, to stop and analyze why am I having that? What is triggering me in this moment to think that tends to be a, a feeling of a sense of lack usually. And then um, it's a way to shift that very quickly. I'll go into a moment of gratitude. And the first thing, I mean, walking on the beach, that just alone, being able to have the, the, the luxury basically of doing that every day, not everybody gets to do that. And that was a dream of mine and I'm living it today. And that I remind myself, I'm living in paradise. 
you know, people come here, spend a lot of money mm-hmm. to come up on Cape Cod, if people don't know that. And um, it, it's it's a beautiful place to be. And that that's, a, so when I think about it, it's like, oh, wow, this thing that's bothering me right now, it's really, is it is it really a problem? Is it a luxury problem? Is it just something that's a situation that I need to just look at it from a different lens and then mm. reapproach it? And um, one thing I wanted to touch on was, um, I, you know, talking about changing the way that we think. Um, are you familiar with Joe Dispenza? I'm not. And the videos of the neural pathways. Oh my gosh. Um, you can find on YouTube channels, Joe Dispenza. He, had, um, he has... He had he he had a, an injury where he was hit by a car when he was riding a bicycle, and um, he was going to be. They the doctors told him. I mean, I'm going to summarize this and, and please go get the, all the details, you know, from his own story. But basically, his injury was going to leave him paralyzed from the neck down. I think it was, and he didn't want to do this invasive surgery that they were saying you need to do the surgery despite the fact that you're never going to walk again. But you need to do the surgery. That well, basically, you're not going to walk again, but you need to do the surgery. It was like this is, and it was like very intensive surgery. And so, what ended up happening is he chose in that moment to not do it and to leave the hospital or go do a rehab. And he's, he walks on stage now talking about that and the power of the mind yep. and how, and it, it all connects to the power of healing, mm-hmm. the power of changing the way that we look at things, the way that we think that there's actually scientific evidence. And he shows in a mm-hmm. video that our neurons, I'm not be saying that right, but the, the, the little pathways that go to our brain that send us this thought goes to this part of the brain to mm-hmm. tell us to do this same behavior that we always do. Well, when you're unlearning that, there's actually glue that's attached to that in our brain that holds us there to keep us in that safe space. And so when we're doing something new that doesn't follow that same pathway, the glue starts getting removed from that one and goes to the new pathway. But there is a little tiny battle. So that's why, you know, you hear people talking about there's so many days to take for your you to, to have mm-hmm. something, a new practice to become habitual. It's it's actually you're, in your brain, um, biologically, there is like a little glue that's shifting from one to the other. And then all of a sudden, when you're there, it's not like done with that. It's 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 actually a process. And then that practice becomes habitual. And then before you know it, you're going, wait a minute, this is. I just habitually did that. How did that happen? It's just so subtle like that. And, and that's why it's so critical that we guard everything that we're doing. Like why know why we're doing this? Why am I, why am I picking up this bag of chips? Why am I making the call to that person that may be dysfunctional in my life? Why am I, you know, like, why are we doing this? Um, it's interesting because our brain we don't look at our brain as a muscle. We look at it as an organ oftentimes, but it actually is constantly in growth mode and it's constantly creating new dendrites um, and constantly just like expanding. And so we have control over that and whatever we're feeding our mind is going to allow our brain to be stimulated no different than going to the gym, going for that walk, doing whatever it is that's invigorating our life. And so we can promote that growth within our brain. Um, if you if you don't mind, I'd like to go back to Candy. You mentioned something about when you were on the beach and mm-hmm. those feelings that you have. And I had a podcast episode on this recently about sitting with your feelings. And a lot of times we just associate this negativity. We assign 
a value. We say, this is good, that is bad. And if I feel happy, mm -hmm. that's good. If I feel sad, mm -hmm. that's bad. And instead, we need to reframe that. Uh, we need to look at, <laughs> I mean, right, truly, we need mm -hmm. to look at this e with our feelings with equal value and say, um, and, and this is something I've learned to do through coaching, something that I support my coaching clients with is like, just imagine sitting on a bench and sadness shows up and you allow sadness and you invite sadness and you say, wow, and you might be a little surprised and shocked. Oh, why are you here? I don't, I mean, like you're, I really like happiness a little bit better than you, but you know, and, and just put your arm around sadness. And I have this, I literally visualize this. Like I put my arm around sadness or grief or whatever, anger, frustration, like those feelings that we naturally say are mm -hmm. bad feelings. Why did you show up? You're here. You're here for a purpose. You're here to show me something. You're not here because you want to bring something bad into my life. You're showing me insight into my life. You are shining mm -hmm. a light into part of, of us because that feeling is part of who we are. You're shining a light into mm -hmm. some, a part of me that needs attention and I appreciate you. Let's have this conversation. And it sounds strange to have a conversation with our feelings, but we do it all the time. <laughs> Like, and we just don't even, we're just not conscious of having that conversation, right? Is <laughs> we'll sit there and we'll, you know, like ladies will fuss in the mirror, like, oh, I just can't, you know, all these wrinkles, oh, this, you know, and we'll have these conversations with these <laughs> feelings that we're having. Why don't we make those into productive conversations? That is so great in so many ways. And it's so funny because like I feel like the mom part of me takes over a lot in a lot of different things I do and I feel like for my daughter I remember to like always tell her well it's okay to be sad it's okay to have feelings like I specifically bought like this book like grumpy monkey because it's about like you're grumpy and it's okay to be grumpy whatever feelings you have it's okay but I always I feel like I forget to tell that to myself like mm -hmm. I, I always remember to like do the positive things, do the right things for her, set her up in the right way. But when it comes to me, like, I know it's okay to be sad, but I've never had the conversation with myself in like that awesome way you just put it. Like, I never think about it doing that for me. Like I have that with her. And I think that is so huge. And I know I'm going to try to adopt that. I'm going to talk to myself <laughs> as if I am talking to my daughter and be like, it's okay to be this way. Why? What happened? Just like I would ask her, but you know, until that very moment where you just mentioned it, I never thought of having that conversation with myself. Only ever, I realized that, well, I do that with mm -hmm. my daughter. Why don't I do it with myself? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's so great to think about, you know, it's okay that I did it. Now I, I can start. <laughs> oh, absolutely. One of those, you know, it's, you just said that. Oh, sorry. There's a little bit of a delay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Crystal, when you just said that, it made me think that, you know, has like that visualization of sitting on the bench and having that conversation with the feeling is that it mm -hmm. could possibly uncover, like if I, let's use the example, if, if I'm feeling sad and I'm having that conversation with the sadness side of me, if I could be opening up an, a limiting belief that mm -hmm. it's like, I'm sad because there's a part of me that is not taking this step towards my goal because I don't know how, or I'm afraid but I'm letting the overall feeling of sadness keep it at a comfort level because I know what sadness feels like. So I can stay there and I can grieve the loss of something that I've never achieved to do. Yeah. 
hundred percent. And by having that conversation, 100%. I could say I'm feeling sad because I really desire whatever this outcome is that I would like to have. Mm-hmm. So the sadness is a sense of loss of something that I'm not taking steps towards. So yeah. what can I do so that I can move forward towards whatever it is that I'm trying to achieve? You know, and that that could be financial freedom through investing in multifamily. That could just be in, in bettering my relationships with the people around me. I mean, that can just go across the board in any aspect of your life. Yeah. And that brings up a good topic. Like sometimes I know I in the beginning, I forgot to set goals, personal goals and family mm. goals. I was just so focused on business goals. And then I started realizing the importance of that. And what's your thoughts with that, Julie? And how do you typically break down your different goal categories and like, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm showing the goals, you know, for, you listen, for listeners, I'm showing my actual printed off. My husband jokes around that I'm old lady. Cause I like paper so much. Um, I said, well, just buy me, buy me a remarkable and it will, it will help everybody out. <laughs> we should just have a thing. Everybody hold up your goals and take a screenshot. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I do. And so, um, you know, somebody really important and actually, you know, I mean, we're all from the same ecosystem. And, and so my mentor in that ecosystem actually took me through a goal setting process um, two years ago now. And by nature of going through that process, um, it really opened my eyes and, and he was very generous to share his goals with me. And so I had a role model and it's like, oh, wow, this is how you organize your goals. And I hadn't looked at my goals that way. I hadn't looked, like you said, I hadn't had family goals before that. I hadn't had, so mm-hmm. I started looking at my goals in a very, like really, what is the vision? And r- what we really have to get to is, what is the purpose? Like, where am I headed? What do I believe my contribution in this world is? And then what do I want to see over this next year? What's going to inch me closer to that? What's going to feed into that? And we have to think about, I think most of us, uh, most people listening would agree the people that you have the intimate relationships with are really integral in your life and they should be a priority in your life. And so on my goals, like that's the number one thing. Family is the first set of goals that I make. Like, wow. And once it's super fun, once you start looking at that, it start. I mean, I didn't realize, wow, you know, there are areas that we like to be in the outdoors. Um, so what areas do we want to explore? What areas I hadn't done that. I hadn't done this whole, like, let's actually set goals for fun in our life. And so it's just been fun. Or even what kind of skills do we want to teach? Well, you know what? I mean, my kids are actually pretty good cooks Mm -hmm. already at 14 and 11. And I can say, Hey, can you go grill this? Can you do that? And it's, just phenomenal to be able to have a busy day and to know that they can, you know, handle that. And, you know, I mean, they're good at what they do and they're not doing like, you know, uh, whatever chef show you might watch. They're not like that, but you know, I mean, they can, they can hold their own. Right. And so like, Hey, you know what? I want to incorporate them more in the kitchen. I want us working together in the kitchen more because they're going to have to eat the rest of their lives. Like why not know how to cook good food? Right. Um, so so that, that's the first set. I do have community goals um, because being part of our communities, being active in our communities, and, and that could be your local community, that could be a virtual community, that could really look a lot of different ways. Um, and then I have um, 
Sorry, my earbuds are just driving me crazy. I don't usually use them for this reason. Um, and then I have my business goals and everything is broken down into the granular and it always has a how. So every goal that I put down has to have like, okay, well, how would I actually go about doing that? And for me, that was, a, that was like a stopping point before with my goals. I'd have the goal and I'd think that's a great idea and I want to accomplish that. And then I wouldn't have the actual tactic as to how I'm going to go mm -hmm. about doing that. Um, I like three is my favorite number. My company is three keys investments, everything. I love three because you give yourself a little bit of a runway. And so if you can come up with three tactics, three different ways that you're going to, you might not use all three of those, but you're going to according to the 80 20 rule, you're absolutely going to use one of those 20%. And yeah. so, um, you know, you're going to be find success with that and that will breed other success. Uh, and then I, I actually have social media goals, which might sound silly, but it falls under, I don't know, it's its own set of goals in and of itself, but that's such a critical part of business and being established in any type of business these days that not having a social media goal. So how am I going to use my time on social media? Where am I going to be? Because I'm not one. I'm not a scroller. I've broken that habit. Uh, my kids, when they were little, I would scroll because, you know, like when I was nursing babies and things like that, I'm like, okay, we're done with that. I'm done with yeah. scrolling. I want to be more present. Why am I here? Why am I on Facebook? What groups do I want to go to? Why am I there? What do I want to contribute into that group? Why am I on LinkedIn? Mm -hmm. Why am I not over here? Why, like knowing exactly why, so then you don't have that FOMO, like, oh, I'm supposed to be here and I'm supposed to be everywhere and I got to be present. I got to, no, no, right. I don't. How often do I want to post? What needs to be done for this business? And then looking also since we're on the business part, um, I'm really big into and what needs to be outsourced. And you will yeah. tell yourself, most people Ooh, do, how. oh, I don't have enough money. I can't afford that. And you'll make those excuses. I promise you, you will make far more money the moment you start hiring things out. And even with, um, I have the most phenomenal uh, virtual assistant. I actually always remind him, you're not just a virtual assistant. You're a partner. You're part of this company. You do integral work to this. Like, I don't view you as just a virtual assistant. You are far more than that. And yeah. I rely on you in a powerful way. So you are a partner. Give me the feedback. And looking at people in that way. And we had a conversation this week. Hey, what are you loving? What are you loving about what you're doing? And you need to ask yourself this question. What am I loving about what I'm doing? Because what you do best is like, do more of that. Do more of what makes you happy. Um, I probably have it here. Yeah, I do. I, I always have books around me because I run a book club and I love reading, but Super Coach by Michael Neal. I always give book recommendations. You absolutely have to read that. That's where I actually latched onto that concept of do more of what you love. And then Peter Drucker talks about this in this little pamphlet, basically. it's You can read it in an hour. It's called Managing Oneself. It's absolutely powerful. He echoes that. Do more of what you love. So make sure that you are doing what you love. Make sure that the people you hire are doing what they love. And so I know what my assistant loves in his zone of genius I'm going to hire somebody else out for like some nitty gritty type work that isn't his love and passion because they'll be more successful. They'll be more fulfilled more satisfied. So that's a little tangent esque on the goals, but if we want to reach our goals, we can't get there on our own. 
And so looking at our goals as one dimensional, as this is just about me and me accomplishing these things is going to leave you feeling dissatisfied and empty and lonely and disconnected because you were not meant to do this alone. Those goals are the pathway to say, oh, who do I link arms with? And Crystal, you mentioned at the book, who not how, um, I don't know the author. I'm trying to find it's on the shelf over there. I'm like, can't see the author through that blinding light over there. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but that is a great book. If you're, if you're not familiar <clears throat> with that concept, what, who is the author again? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't Crystal, know. Do you- I actually think I might have it on my audible. I, yeah. I don't think I have it physically. So his name's escaping me at the moment. Cause if it's I not think it's behind Dan me, Sullivan. it's definitely on, uh, Right. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's Dan Sullivan. I know, I know that author, but I don't know if he does one of the other great ones. We'll put it in our show notes to clarify that. Yeah, 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 definitely. But so, so, um, Julie, with your, yeah, no, no, go for it. (laughs) I was just going to ask you with all of your different goals that you have, how often do you go back and kind of look at them, revise them, see if you've met them? Because I know, you know, some, if you're looking at it every week, you might be like, oh, I'm not getting there. I'm not getting there. But at the same time, you know, you can't just do it once a year. Then you forget your goals. You know, you don't know what they are. So, so as far as you, how often do you kind of touch back to that list and look and and see and measure your metrics of where you are and if you're getting to where you need to be? I'm, I look at them always and often. So they are, they're folded. They're in my granny paper planner, as my husband would say, I use a high performance planner and they're just in there and it just makes my life happy. I like having everything all bundled in one spot, but if you're not looking and reviewing your goals at least once a month, you are going to be very dissatisfied at the end of the year. Um, And looking at those goals and, and making the adjustments oh, wow, my business goals need to adjust. The Mm -hmm. algorithm just changed over on this platform. That's going to shift things. Oh, uh, the interest rates just like skyrocketed. That's going to change things. Oh, a (laughs) pandemic happened. Oh, this, right. There are going to be some things that we cannot predict. It doesn't mean that we cannot reach our Mm -hmm. goal, but it Mm -hmm. just means that we are aware and maybe we're going to adjust our goal accordingly. Maybe we're going to say, okay, you know what? Um, I'm going to be pressing pause or I know that it's going to take uh, at least three months to close a multifamily deal right now because of how lending is. And so that's going to shift my timeline as to how many properties I'm going to be able to close or something, right? Like, so just mm-hmm. being aware so that you can make yeah. those adjustments instead of criticizing yourself and saying, oh, you didn't do it. Well, I didn't do it because maybe I didn't reach that because there were outside circumstances that I couldn't predict. And so we can't, we can't, feel defeated yeah. when that was something outside and beyond our control. That's true. Absolutely. Flexibility is very important. Absolutely. Yeah. Fle- flexibility is, great. is definitely, definitely key. Nice. Oh, there man, was something else is... I was going to add on goals. And I was like, what was it? Oh, there's something <laughs> to add. <laughs> I know there's, there, there is, there is a lot to add. Um, if you're looking at setting realistic goals, I, I know it doesn't say, I'll say two things because I, I think we're going to be wrapping up here. Don't worry about living in quote reality. 
trust your intuition, which means you need to get to know yourself really, really well. Because there are going to be times where maybe you just, um, maybe you just had a baby. And so you're going to, maybe your goals aren't going to be as intense. Uh, maybe you're like me and you have a teenager and you're like, maybe my goals don't be, no, maybe my goals will be tenser just to give myself some, you know, like a little release. No, uh, you know, but you, you like look at what's going on in life and look at, put your goals out there in a way that mirrors what you really want. And if you're honest with yourself, you're going to know how much you have to, to pour into the goals and how intense mm -hmm. you want them. Um, and that could fluctuate and maybe your goals are going to look different. Um, I do have dates on my goals. And so, Hey, I want this by this time. Um, and so you can make your goals quarterly goals as to benchmarks. Like I want to reach this at this point. I know that I'm going to have the time. The kids are going to be back in school. I'm going to be able to focus in the fall. And so I'm going to really hit super duper hard. So keep that in mind and plan your goals with your energy. And then the last thing I'd say on goals is um, this is a new practice of mine. I literally just did this last week for the first time, which a lot of people listening are going to be like, I cannot believe that. And um, so did. I'll feel no shame. I'm glad that I adopted it now. But I actually started doing better project managing. And I looked at, I mapped out the weeks left in what, in my timeline. Um, for me, that's from now till December 23rd when my kids go on, you know, Christmas break. So, and you're listening to this, whenever you're listening yeah. to this, you're going to look, there's always something in the timeline that's going to be like a little hallmark moment. Right. And so mm -hmm. I have like, mm -hmm. I don't know, eight weeks. And I just put those eight weeks there. I put the different categories where my projects are because I literally mapped out in a very nuclear way in the back, you guys want to say, in the back of the high performance planner, I just sat there and I mapped out the minutia <laughs> of like, where am I going? What am I doing? Like, what does this look like? What are the categories of that I want to make these steps in and I want to make strides in? And then I created a, a sheet that has like an Excel sheet and it has all of those categories on it. It has all of my weeks on it and it has the actual task that I'm going to do week by week in each category. And when I look at my calendar, now I can say, I'm actually going through this with someone in a couple hours to support them. You know, like now I can look at my calendar and say, oh my gosh, like I've got a doctor's appointment for my husband that's going to take like three hours. I've got, you know, like you look at, I really don't have that much time, but these things are really important. And now it's on my calendar. And because it's yeah. on my calendar, it exists because if it's not my calendar, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. And because it's on my calendar, people can't schedule time there. So I just scheduled time to pour in and invest into the goals that I find important. And if you're not putting it, this is my new adopted belief. If it's mm -hmm. not on your calendar, it's not important to you. So why are you even writing the goal? Mm -hmm. Joe, that's that is, so great. Yeah. You know, I have one. It's very profound. One thing I want to add to that that I found for myself is that I also have to add a little chunk of time in each day for things that come up that may throw the day off if I don't allot for that time. That was my problem with, with time blocking is that I would have every minute of every day completely oh. scheduled with a specific task 
And then something would happen. And then I just feel like I would be overwhelmed and behind because I was so micromanaging in that way. Mm -hmm. So allowing myself, I think it was on a Tony Robbins course, allowing myself a little bit of time, like an hour for those things that just happen to put Mm -hmm. it in there. I I love that. And keep in mind that as you're setting, like if you choose to do something like that, when I look at my calendar, I also know how much energy I have and what is that task going to to take from me? I have some tasks Mm -hmm. that I need to do that I cannot hand off to my assistant. I need to do them, but they're tasks that they are not, they're not challenging to me. I could turn some music on and it's going to be fine. And then I have some tasks like working on a book that is like mind, just my brain is sweating intensely. Right. And so (laughs) looking at what your demands are on yourself, like we can't run, I can't Mm -hmm. sprint all day long. I'm in pretty good shape and everything, but I could not go and sprint for three, five, seven hours. And so sometimes our schedules will reflect that. We'll think that we can just sprint all day long. It's like, no, no. How much Let's look at, let's look at this just, you know, like we train for any physical um, event and let's make sure that we can't, we have that buffer zone and how much brain sweat am I having this day with my other activities that are already scheduled? Is this going to be conducive? Am I going to be present when I'm showing up at this task or am I going to be so exhausted mentally that I'm not going to be able to show up? Yeah. Candy, I, you, I, I, I hear you on that. I, I and then like I just want to add to sure. that one little thing, and then we're going to come around to a little game that we play. Um, <clears throat> in that in that process of of allotting that time, I also um, I don't know where I read this. I read a, a, a lot, listen to Audible, a lot of self help books all the time, and on it was um, determining what part of your day where do you perform the best, whether you're a morning person, midday, mm-hmm. evening person. Mm-hmm. Those tasks that require more energy, more focus, that's when you put those in on your calendar. Mm-hmm. So for me, as an example, is that total focus, computer time, being completely 100% able to crunch numbers, boom, 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 mornings. I get up an hour earlier mm-hmm. to be able to do to a lot quiet time and morning time for those really hard focusing moments. <laughs> And then the other task of any, any given day can go in other areas where I can be distracted. I love that. And we have to have some distracted time each day. And we have to have that time where it's like, this is the end. And I have to remind myself of this. I love, I love everything that I do. I love investing in multifamily. I love coaching people. And I like, I just love, I love my life. You know, I've built this. It's great. But I also have to go, it's done. The kids get picked up from school, put it away put it away, right? So like giving yourself also that. There's a book, Candy, um, that kind of goes in line with that. It's called Win and the science has a subtitle. It's called Win. It's by Daniel Pink, the scientific timing for success or something along those lines. But uh, I read that the day before the pan, like shut down in in, uh, March during the pandemic. We went to the library. It was sitting there. Uh I just grabbed it. And it turns out to be a fantastic book about knowing yourself, knowing the um, cadence of, you know, when do I perform optimally? And he goes into it deeper, but it's a very fascinating book. 
be very supportive for anybody looking to um, level up in that regard. Wow. Thank it's, you so much. That's not the first time I've heard that recommendation. I heard it recently a couple of weeks ago, and it's a, it's something that I, I need to get on quickly because I finally got, you know, I would, I would personally was one that would forget to do my time blocking. I would time block all of the stuff I have, my things I have to do more so for other people, but being a mom oh, and running yeah. your own business from home, you tend to forget to put in like, these are my hours I am working. These are, I, this, mm -hmm. I have a goal. I need to dedicate these hours to this part of my business, this part of my business. Mm -hmm. And it was, became something where like, I would have like a family member, somebody call me and like, Oh, I am. Um, could you help me with this? And I'd be like, of course I can, because it's like, I have, I don't know if it's guilt, but like I'm home. And then I, I didn't prioritize the importance of my things that I had to do until I finally just that buckle down and be like, no, this is my job. This is my business. I have mm -hmm. to tie block myself. And I kind of had to realize that that wasn't a selfish thing to do. That's, that's important. And I, right. I'm not good at associating the energy reserves from that. So that's awesome. I'm definitely going to pick that book up and kind of realize how I can optimally, optimally use my energy for it. So it's, it is important. I'd say to anyone yeah. that's contemplating the time blocking, do it a hundred percent. It is so huge. And don't forget to time block you time because you don't want to time block everything. Time block a little bit of time for you. Even maybe your, you time is family time. Like it is for me, like my me time to relax is like, okay, this is Talia time, my daughter. And it's just her and I, and my husband and nothing gets in that way. And that, that recharges me. That's like my time. So I would say that's something I had to, it took me a while to remember that and learn that important nice. and julie this has been so great um and i'm sure as much as we want to keep talking and chatting with you i'm sure our listeners would love to learn um if they wanted to learn more about you or to reach out to you how could they do that well thank you i i would say if you like this if you like this type of information check out the conscious investor podcast that's my podcast um monday episodes are always mindset episodes and so lots of information you know very in sync with this conversation right here and thursdays are industry you know interviews with industry people in in investing um but i love people on podcasts to be able to connect with me more personally if you've heard this that means you and you want to connect. That means you probably are like Julie is nice. She, I will be your friend. <laughs> so, so reach out. You can go to my, you can go to my website, um, julieholly.com. and that's like the back door. You can't. You have to actually type it in. It's not going to auto populate. And it's the more personal side. It will show you the podcast and the investing. I'll have my coaching page up there soon, which is really exciting. Um, but, you know, reach out to me in that capacity. Schedule a time on the calendar. If you need support in any way, I love supporting people and helping them, you know, reach the next level of their possibility. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. And um, the way we kind of like to wrap up each episode, we have play a fun little quote of the day game. And uh, Tamara, she's going to be holding up three cards. And each card has this great thought-provoking quote of the day. And uh, Julie, as our guest, if you could please help us picking a card by selecting a number from one through three. And that's going to show us uh, what quote we have for the day that we can chat on a bit. I think everybody knows what number I'm going to choose. My favorite number three. Yes, I was going to pick number three. Yeah, yeah. Her favorite number. Yay. <laughs>
Well, Julie, um, number three, I think you're going to actually really like it too. It works so, out like um, that. <laughs> if you aim for nothing, you'll hit it every time. <laughs> that is very perfect for this episode. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. So it's re it's really, that's a wrap one. <laughs> so so how, do, how does that resonate with you, Julie? If, if you, you aim for, for nothing, nothing, you'll hit it every time. Well, when we're talking about in relation to goals, particularly, I mean, a lot of us are intimidated and we don't yeah. want to aim for anything because we don't want to hit nothing or, you know, we'd, we'd rather hit nothing. I should say we'd rather hit nothing than aim and totally miss. No, I and so I, I, you know, I'm taking that as don't be afraid, aim, aim for the bullseye, aim for getting the arrow through the other arrow that's already in the bullseye split it in half. There's a name for that or something. <laughs> or if you want to go into ax throwing or whatever it is, whatever you're doing, just aim for it and don't be afraid. Be nice to yourself. It, it's funny. I, I like your thoughts on that. And I think this is one of my Perfect. favorite parts of having this type of in, uh, environment, this like round table discussion, because everyone hears something and thinks something a little bit differently. Because for me, it, the first thing that it brought home is how important it is to dream big. Um, because you don't get anything out of, I guess you could say like setting a goal that's so easy to achieve that it takes virtually no effort. There's, you know, in my opinion, I guess the point of setting a goal is kind of like the power of that specific goal, so to speak, I guess you could say, and like the satisfaction you get out of like truly achieving something. So I think the quote is, you know, can't hurt, can never hurt to shoot for the moon because if you miss, you like land among the stars and that's just something like that's what it brings to me like it makes me realize gosh if you don't if you don't dream really big you're never going to get anywhere it, it is funny i see it from that side too though the fear of missing is essentially and not you getting know? anywhere yeah, you totally yeah oh that's yeah. that's my big oh no like, right one of my biggest exactly things is just being stagnant and never growing as a person not even just business, like as a human, as a mom, as a wife, as a business person, every, everything. <laughs> I like the way that you talked about um, one of the awareness was that you, you don't do it alone. And that yeah. resonates with me on this as well in thinking that it's either, you know, I used to have uh, black and white thinking and I still have that in certain areas of my life. But the, one of the things that I think about with this one this quote is that I would rather have 20% of something than 0%. Mm -hmm. So, and the only, and if I even if I have 20%, that's probably doing it all by myself, but I can get even higher in that percentage of, of achieving a goal is if I, if I involve others in it. And that, that what really, mm -hmm. that resonates for me uh, quite a bit from hearing what you've talked about. And um, it just, it, it is like a we program. It's not a me program anymore. Yes. It's so much more fun. I like everything that's been said so far. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we've run out of time for today, but we loved having you on, Julie. And this has been a great conversation about the importance of setting goals and, you know, your mindset, getting it right to be able to accomplish your goals in life. It's, it's really been a great discussion. I think we could go on forever, but... Uh... <laughs> We do have to wrap up. So we wanted to say thank you for being here, Julie. And uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you for our listeners for listening as well. Uh, if you want to learn more about us, you can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or visit our website at therealestatewomen.com. Thank you. Thanks, Julie. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for Bye. Bye.
Bye. Thank you so much. The information contained in this podcast is for educational purposes only. We are not licensed professionals and do not give investment advice, tax advice, or other professional advice. Please consult a licensed professional before making any financial decisions.